0: You are listening to Gavin Rothenberg and Ty Levine on Out on a Limb. And it might sound a little bit different because today, for the first time, we're not in studio. We're recording this from our houses because girls basketball knocked out our show. We're probably going to be remote for about the next month, but we're going to keep coming each week with movie reviews. Each one will be up on Saturday. And today we're going to be talking about the social network uh, made by David Fincher. Yeah, even if we're
1: not going to be able to be live, we're still going to consistently try to put content out there for you guys. So we're going to be getting uh, the shows up on Apple Podcasts and YouTube, like Ty said, as consistently as we can. But to start it out, um, we're doing the same criteria as last time. But the way that we decided to do it, because we're kind of figuring out as we go along, is we're weighting each uh, category based on how the movie is meant to be looked at. If that makes sense. So a movie like Shawshank Redemption is sort of more about, I feel like plot and character development and theme while a movie like, like, um, well, the like, social well,
0: network, what we're reviewing today is like really yeah. intricate and the production's like really good. The acting's really good. So we weighted the acting production a little bit more and the themes, the character development and the symbolism a little bit less.
1: Yeah, so no one movie is getting an advantage, but it's just kind of evening out the scores. But to start out, as we always do, Ty, uh, let's talk about our viewer experience with the movie.
0: Um, so when I first uh, like rented this movie on Amazon Prime, I was... Uh, by the way, Amazon Prime sponsorship, let us know. Hit us up. Um, when I first rented this movie, I was expecting just a, a, a typical story about the foundation of Facebook, I really wasn't expecting a story like this movie really was. And I thought it was so good because it really told a story rather than going through history. And I think that's what made it a great true story movie. Because a lot of true story movies are just about an event that happened in the past. They, they're just really historically accurate. And I think in this movie, the the historical inaccuracy kind of makes it a little bit better because it contributes to the story and helps David Fincher get his message across even even more strongly.
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting how they could turn uh, a real life event into a movie. Like when I, didn't, I didn't watch this and think about it like a documentary. I didn't watch it and it didn't feel like a documentary. It felt like a real movie where things were developing and the story is based like a movie. So I thought while it wasn't completely uh, accurate to what really happened, it brought out the best parts of what actually happened, the most interesting parts, and then mixed that with with the actual like movie plot itself
0: yeah i feel like a lot of people criticize this movie for not being like accurate historically but i feel like the this movie isn't even about the the creation of facebook which is like like the social network mark zuckerberg that's what the story is about but but the themes and the messages and really the story the characters and their development it really doesn't have that much to do with the foundation of facebook the foundation of facebook is just a topic To like to exhibit all of those themes and messages
1: right so to get into our first category we're going to be talking about plot and we're putting plot in a scale of zero to ten the same way that we weighted it with fight club so why don't we just give a quick little summary of what happened in the movie
0: yeah so in the movie it's about mark zuckerberg who's like a harvard genius and he first starts off by creating an app like a hot or not app for um, for for college kids at Harvard it goes crazy he gets uh suspended for 6 months i think and that's when he meets the the Winklevoss twins i believe and they give him the idea for um i i think it's called Harvard Connect Harvard yeah or could they change
1: it to Connect You later in yeah, the movie Yeah but, but i think
0: like originally it was Harvard Connect and Mark Zuckerberg Uh, agreed to join them and create that but they eventually found out that Mark Zuckerberg was using that time that he was supposed to be helping them to create Facebook and they got really pissed off they they ultimately ended up suing him and what's really cool about this movie is that it isn't like definitely in in chronological order because it flashes back from the from the lawsuit which is which is the present in the movie and the past which is flashing back Everything that led to that moment, and it keeps switching between the two, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and that's so, something I found
1: interesting because we're we see um, Eduardo, who is um, uh, Mark's friend that he helps, who's the CFO of Facebook. So, we see at in even in the middle of the movie that Eduardo is someone that's suing Mark, and at while we see that he's suing him, we're also watching his friendship develop with Mark. So, we're watching them get closer, and then somehow they end up be- hating each other and and he's suing him for millions of dollars. So I feel like the whole point of it is to get to that middle point where we see the actual breakdown of them no longer becoming friends.
0: Yeah, 100%. So I'm going to continue with the quick summary. So after um, after he, s- he creates Facebook, he says to his best friend, Eduardo, 70-30, you get 30%, I get 70% because he knew it was going to be a big idea. He knew they were going to make a ton of money off it. So that happens. The Facebook catches on like hundreds of thousands of college kids start using it. And then um, then Mark meets this guy named Sean Parker. He's a, I, I don't know whether he's a failed or, or successful entrepreneur. He didn't make money, but he's a pretty famous guy. And this dude gets in Mark's head. like he really inspires him and he, and Mark starts listening to him for ideas about the company. Eduardo gets really, really pissed off at him. And that kind of ruins that friendship with Eduardo. He gives Sean Parker, um, he gives him equity in the company. And he he eventually uh, just totally ruins that relationship with Eduardo because of Sean. And he, he makes Eduardo sign this agreement that ultimately makes him lose all his shares in the company. Or almost all of them. Pre- he pretty much has nothing left once they all dissolve because because the the company went public. It, I don't want to get into the details. It's not that important. But the movie ends with Eduardo getting really pissed, chucking uh, Mark's computer at, at at the ground, and then the, the lawsuit, and Mark finally adding back his girlfriend on Facebook who originally broke up with him at the beginning of the movie for being an asshole.
1: Right. So I thought the plot altogether was it was solid. That's the one word I put it. It was solid. It was a it was it was a solid plot. It wasn't anything super special. Like I don't think it was on the level of like a Shawshank plot or a fight club plot with the with the plot twists. It doesn't really have that. But it's just like in general it's a good it's a good
0: plot. So I gave it an eight out of ten. Yeah well for our criteria for the plot section, it's kinda like how conceptually interesting is this movie? And I feel like it's not it's just conceptually, the movie's about the creation of Facebook. Obviously, when you look deeply into it, it's really not about that at all, but conceptually, that's what it about, what it's about, and I, I think that's a movie I'd go to see. Normally, the creation of Facebook, it's a pretty cool topic. I don't think it's anything mind-blowing, but I think conceptually, it's, it's pretty solid, so I gave it an eight out of 10 as well. So moving
1: on to our next category, we've got character development, and we thought this was a big category in the movie. Because it's really all about Mark's development, Eduardo's development, Sean Parker's development, just in general, but mostly Mark's. So we gave us a uh, out of twenty points. So to start out with the character and sort of the character development, we see Mark, who, when we think when you think of Mark Zuckerberg, the only thing that at least I think of is that he's rich. Yeah, he's I yeah this
0: this movie like makes you think about him completely differently, right. it whether it's me, accurate or not.
1: Yeah. So what we see is that he never like cares much about eduardo who was like his best friend because every single time they get and and talking about something or a small argument he just sort of ignores eduardo's opinion and does what he wants and this only gets worse when he comes into contact with parker who just put he pushes him to do the same thing so Like, it's interesting to see how Mark develops in the end when he's in court against Eduardo, but how even after everything that's happened, he realizes that he kind of did him wrong and he feels bad. So when they're talking about the, um, the chicken, about the animal abuse thing, about they say that Mark actually defended him, even though Eduardo's suing him for millions of dollars, it shows how while he didn't really care about Eduardo, by the end of the movie he does start to realize that everything got to his head.
0: Yeah, well, if you critically analyze this character, if you look into, like, the mannerisms, the dialogue, he never... Whenever he talks to Eduardo, he never asks asks Eduardo, like, questions and has a meaningful conversation with Eduardo. He just asks him to do something for him. Pretty much the whole movie, I'd say 90% of the movie, including the court, it's just... They don't have... A real relationship it's kind of one way eduardo is doing a lot for mark he's a good friend in this movie and mark just asks him to do things for him he really just views him as as kind of an employee which is horrible
1: yeah so there's a lot of different relationships that mark has that relate to his development and one thing that ty you brought up was about how all of his successes and he Everything that he succeeds on and does well on comes after the failure of other people. So the twins, them not being able to capitalize on Facebook and him getting a head start alum, um, Eduardo being stuck with an internship in New York and him just pushing the company further. It feels like it's kind of Mark versus the world and Sean kind of comes in and tries to act like this comforting guy to take the workload of Mark and Mark buys into that. And I think by the end, Mark realizes that he did the wrong thing. But what we see throughout the entire movie is that Mark is constantly doing well after others are failing. And he doesn't seem
0: to be aware of it. Yeah, 100%. I feel like Mark is, is really such an intricate character. Like, throughout the movie, I mean, he really changes at in the last, like, 15 minutes of the movie. We haven't gotten to that part yet. We will in a couple seconds, but for the first ninety percent of the movie, he has like he has such a big ego. Whenever he's insulted, he he like responds with something that makes him feel superior to the person he's talking to. So there's a scene where the lawyer, where Eduardo's lawyer, asks him, "Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your full attention?" And he's he says, "Well, since I'm under oath." And I need to answer this completely honestly. No, like, you really don't matter to me. And he really just puts people down to to reaff- reassure in his mind that he's superior and that he is powerful.
1: Yeah, and honestly, when I was watching it, though, I I felt like he was superior. I think, well, we're going to talk about acting next, but Jesse Eisenberg does such a good job of just sounding so smart and so, like, so intricate, if that makes sense. Like, he... He always has the right response. That's how I would put it. So no matter what, so someone gets him on like something he used to do. He has a perfect, clever response to shut them down. And I feel like he he tries to buy into that himself. And one character that I want to talk about is the um is the is was she a lawyer? The one that talked to Mark and actually changed him. The one that was at all Rashida Jones. The Rashida yes. Jones plays oh, her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, one, his was, she's his lawyer. She's his lawyer. Yeah, so she was she was one of his lawyers. She was at all the meetings, and she has a talk with Mark about everything that happened. About Mark's just trying to prove to her that he's not a bad guy, and she actually provides him clarity on on like everything that's happened to him. About how he just needs to
0: accept like everything. Well, she that's happened. she said to him, she said like Mark, I know you're not an asshole. You just do everything you can to be an asshole. And that goes back to what I was saying about how he makes himself fierce, feel superior. Like, he has such a massive ego that he he needs to feel superior at, at all times. And he, he doesn't seem like a confident guy. Like, he's a short, like, nerdy kid. But in his mind, he's superior to everyone. And he just has a massive ego. And the whole movie is about reassuring that and proving to himself that he's better than everyone he interacts with
1: yeah and i think by the end of the movie he realizes that he doesn't need that so what i want to talk about was in the beginning of the movie um he doesn't have confidence he's toxic he's talking about row crew which is what the winkle Vosses do about how they're all bigger than him they're all stronger than him but he's trying to reassure himself that he's a genius so he treats his girlfriend very, very badly and ta- like, brags about his 1600 SAT score about how he's so smart because he's trying to reassure that he has a big ego and his whole creation of Feedbook was just feeding into that idea that he really was that great and that just ruined all of his friendships. So it was interesting to see how he came that far and all it took was, um, is a Rashida Jones tie. Rashida?
0: Yeah, well, that's that's the actress's name. Yeah,
1: it? right. Um, who provided him the clarity that that it was ruining all of his relationships, and he finally realizes that by the end, and he fixes it by requesting his ex-girlfriend on
0: Facebook, which all brings it into full circle. Yeah, well, I love... Like, this goes into production, but this character was so perfectly written and acted because just every little insecurity that he has, like, you could... It's almost like Jesse Eisenberg himself has that insecurity in real life. Like when his girlfriend mentioned the rowers and how she's attracted to rowers, crew rowers, he it, it bothered him so much. it irked him so much. It, it was his biggest insecurity that that like he she wouldn't be attracted to him and that he is worse than those guys. So he just reassures himself that he's a genius and he's better than them.
1: Yeah, so altogether, I thought the character development, at least for Mark, was unbelievable. Like, I thought it was really Yeah, well, at the good.
0: end, I want to mention the ending scene real quick. Because this is really what brings everything together. So at the beginning of the movie, he's he's an asshole to his girlfriend. He's he's literally a jerk to her. And then, by the end, after he, he lost all of his friendships, he has no connections in life, pretty much, he adds his old girlfriend on Facebook. And that's kind of coming full cir- circle. It shows that he he almost is ready, he's finally grown enough as a person that he's ready to, to treat others kindly and to give effort into a relationship instead of just taking, 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 which is really cool.
1: Yeah, so I thought the character development was awesome, but with our I don't know limb scoring rules, I can't give something a perfect score unless it's the best I've ever seen, or it's the best that I think I will ever see. So I gave it a 19 out of 20 because I have Shawshank Redemption's character and character development ahead of that, but it was so close to a
0: 20. Yeah, I'm with you. I gave it a 19 out of 20 just because, for me, Mark is literally a perfect character. He's one of the best characters I've ever seen in a movie I've seen, but the supporting characters... As cool as the girlfriend Sean Parker and Eduardo were, and the Winklevoss twins, they were, they were cool supporting characters. They weren't really like outstanding to me. There was nothing that special about them. And let's say you have a movie like Shawshank Redemption or Fight Club. Like every character in the movie is just so meaningful, and they they stick with you. They resonate with you. And for this movie, Mark was really the only character that did that. But Mark himself is one of the coolest characters I've ever seen in a movie.
1: Yeah, so to move on, next we have acting, which is 0 out of 15. And one. I thought the acting in this movie was really good. You are more of um, a Jesse Eisenberg fan, and I thought it was he was also great. I've seen him in other movies, and he has the same mannerisms for all those movies. But I thought Andrew Garfield was actually probably the best actor in this movie.
0: Yeah, so- well, I'll explain why I think... Jesse Eisenberg did such a good job I think that first of all props to the casting because they casted or they cast the perfect the perfect actor for this role I think that Jesse Eisenberg plays Mark Zuckerberg better than Mark Zuckerberg is himself in real life I really think that that Jesse Eisenberg is the real Mark Zuckerberg like I don't care that there's a real Mark Zuckerberg Jesse Eisenberg is, is way cooler, and he just fits that perfectly. And I, when I think of Mark Zuckerberg now, I think of Jesse Eisenberg, and I think he just played him perfectly. Like, his mannerisms, the the way that, that he moves around, the way that he talks, the way that he treats other people, I just think that he could... he Like, Jesse Eisenberg could be Mark Zuckerberg in real life. It's He just yeah, played him and so well.
1: We remember during his court case when Mark Zuckerberg was, like, making those weird movements like everyone's calling yeah him, like, it's you know, like he
0: has he had- like he totally think he has ADHD and he's like really like uh he- he's kind of like I don't know in-, in in like uh in the social network it's almost like Jesse Eisenberg is like a little bit on the spectrum and he's like he has like ADHD and he's really like fidgety and stuff and he, he has like lack of attention span and I think that's that's really good job by Jesse Eisenberg. I don't know if Mark Zuckerberg's like that in real life, but it, it like perfectly fit the role, those mannerisms.
1: Yeah, I thought um Eisenberg did a great job, but I thought Andrew Garfield might have had one of the greatest movie scene performances of all time. And it's a very viral scene, as we talked about a little bit before, when he finds out that they were diluting his shares. He goes outside. And the reason I thought it was so good is because it's meant that the character, his anger should be building up this much because he has a reason to be annoyed with his best friend, Mark, because he completely ditches him, doesn't tell him anything about the company, leaves him in New York, disregards that he quit his, his internship and still asked him about his internship like he still has it. And then just to find out that he just t- took him out of his million dollar business and that's your best friend, like he should be that mad. And I thought Andrew Garfield did such a good job of portraying that. He 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 threw the um the computer, his whole like his voice, his face, like his whole his whole act in that scene, him like flinching at at uh at Sean Parker and then saying, like, you make me you make me think that I'm tough. Like I thought everything about that scene was just like a mic drop scene, and it was unbelievable.
0: I think it was sick. I think Andrew Garfield did a really good job. And I think that Justin Timberlake surprisingly did a very good job as Sean Parker. It was I don't think it was that tough of a role. He was just like, he, he was what you you'd imagine Sean Parker to be. A like. cocky and confident guy. Yeah, he was like cocky. He was annoying. He was just yeah. He's he did he did a good job. So for that reason, I'm gonna give the acting a 14 out of 15. I I literally think that Jesse Eisenberg had one of the best performances in in a movie ever. I think. Like uh, of recent movies, 21st century movies, that has to be a top 10 performance. Uh, I, I think it does. It has to be just because he, he plays the role so well and it's just his real life personality. And he just fits it so perfectly. So for that reason, I give it a 14 out of 15. It doesn't rack up with, with like Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker or my favorite performance from an actor ever. Ah, uh, Daniel Day Lewis and there Will be Blood, which we might eventually we probably will eventually talk about that movie. But I, it, it, Jesse Eisenberg was really good. He's up there. So fourteen out of fifteen for me.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I gave it a fourteen out of fifteen maybe for a little bit of different reasons because I was more of an Andrew Garfield fan there. But yeah, i'm I'm with you. I also gave it a fourteen. So moving on to production and directing. So we're gonna include a little bit of historical accuracy, but this is more about the casting as we talked about a little bit about the music, about the visuals just in general and and like how we how the movie kind of like came together and looked.
0: Yeah, well, also production kind of like includes the format of the movie like how it switched it switched back and forth from the court case to to the story of Mark Zuckerberg founding Facebook, which personally, At first, I didn't like it. I thought it kind of messed up the flow of the movie. But by the end, when you kind of started comparing how he was acting before and after, how he was kind of just careless, really didn't give any meaning to his relationships before. And then at the court case, he was like, he's really reflecting on his relationships with Eduardo. And you just see him full of regret. So I thought that that was actually amazing. And I wouldn't have changed the format if I had the option.
1: Yeah, I thought the format was pretty good too. Uh, once again, I thought like the production and directing was like closer to mediocre compared to Fight Club and Shawshank. But in general, it was it was like it was solid again, the same way that I rated the plot. Like I, they definitely chose casting very well and but I feel like they didn't show like the visuals were solid. The music was solid, but, like, I, there wasn't a ton about the production that that popped out to me.
0: I I love the production and the directing because I, I think this movie is one of the more intricate movies I've ever seen. Just everything is, is almost perfect. Just every—if you pick apart every little thing in this movie, which we're doing right now, you really don't find that many flaws except for the historical accuracy. But that's beside the point. Because this isn't really about the, the foundation of Facebook. It's more about the story of Mark Zuckerberg and, and Eduardo. And this movie does an amazing job doing that. The only thing that that restricts me from giving this a 15 out of 15 is there's nothing that's just like I sticks with me like a song or something. Like in Fight Club, the, the song wears my mind at the end of it. That's still in my head. I watched that movie three weeks ago for the first time. It's one of the best songs I've ever heard in a movie. And it stuck with me. And the production really was amazing. It was flawless. I'd say it was flawless, the production. But it didn't do anything like... It, it, like... Exceeding the exceeding standards. Like Fight Club did.
1: Yeah, I'm actually gonna take back a little bit what I said. There was one thing that I really liked about the production. And that was how... The, fat, the fast pace idea of everything. So, quite literally, Mark's life is like a blur. Everything goes by so fast. He goes from being a student at Harvard to a billionaire. He goes from a flashback within seconds, like being a billionaire, being a student, being, being in a lawsuit. And the whole kind of movie goes by super fast, the same way that Mark thinks and lives, the same way that Jesse Eisenberg talks in the movie. The whole like idea of the movie is just moving fast and going through things, and it takes a while. But at the end of the movie is when he slows down and realizes everything that's happened in his life. But I thought it was really, I thought it was really good of the production to like make everything fast paced. So I gave it a thirteen out of fifteen.
0: I I gave it a fourteen out of fifteen. I actually I never thought about that, but now that you like mentioned that, and now that I I think back on the movie, like speed is is so important. Like, uh, like in movies like, uh, like Parasite, height is one of the things like height and architecture is one of the things that is really important. And in, in social network, David Fincher kind of plays with the speed, which now that I think about it is, is sick. It's really cool. And I think it, it fits the movie perfectly. But for that reason, I, I, I met, I said, I got, I'm giving it a 14 out of 15. There's still not that extra thing that sticks with me. That'll stick with me for weeks, months, years. And for that reason, 14 out of 15, not pers- perfect, but really close. As close it is, as it gets, actually.
1: So for our next category, we've got symbolism. We only put this one out of 10 points because we feel like this movie didn't have a ton of actual symbols. I thought that the, uh, the theme and the ideals they focused on a little more than the symbols, but there still are some symbols. So not like a little object symbol, but one of the symbols is about the idea of connection. So the Winklevoss' thing is called like Harvard Connect or Connect You. It's all about students being able to connect with each other. And um, Mark throughout the whole movie never really connects with someone. He never really, he he has it at the beginning with his girlfriend, but. He, he lets his jealousy and his self-esteem and ego get, get in the way of that. And he continues to do that throughout the entire movie. And Sean, once again, just makes him even more, give him an even bigger ego, which is just ruining his relationships even further. And we see at the end of the movie, we don't know if it was Mark or not, but we suspect that Mark called the cops so that Sean would get arrested and he would stop working with Mark. And we think that I, I kind of see that in the end, he does connect. Even if it, he doesn't actually reconnect with her, she never adds him back. But his whole way of connection was was adding his girlfriend back on Facebook.
0: Yeah, well, I say that connection is, is symbolism as well as production. Because if you think about the movie, the first word that comes to your mind is connection. Facebook connecting millions of people around the world. In fact, I think nowadays, billions, over a billion Facebook users or something. Something crazy like that. Um... The movie's all about connection, but Mark Zuckerberg fails to connect with anyone. And it's all about a, a kid who can't make any genuine connections with people, connecting millions of people around the world. And it's kind of ironic, and I think it's cool how they they emphasize the word word connection a ton, but Mark has no true connections.
1: Yeah, um another symbol is um sort of an angel devil thing, so eduardo is sort of mark's angel and sean is his devil and he's torn between the two and he ends up picking the devil and the angel comes back to haunt him with the lawsuit so it's representing his struggle between the wealth and the power side versus the genuine relationships and the better and my like even less money even if it was less money a more authentic life and he ends up choosing sean which and a, a nor- a, the thing that I liked about it is in a normal movie, the good guy should always win. But what I thought was interesting was how the, we learned the consequence of him picking the bad side. And I thought that actually was better.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I thought that was really cool. And so you kind of mentioned power and wealth versus authenticity and actual relationships. And I think that kind of transitions us really well to to themes and messages. So to wrap symbolism up, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I didn't think it was a movie that needed to have a ton of symbolism. Like, Fight Club was so... Had so many symbols. Shawshank did too. Yeah, like, they're really symbolic movies. I think that definitely makes a movie better. But it doesn't totally sour my opinion on this movie that much. I think that, aside from symbolism, the movie was so perfectly crafted. So... I I didn't want to punish it too much, so I gave it a seven out of ten.
1: Yeah, I gave it one below you because I feel like I think that the movie kind of could have done a little bit more to symbolize, and I like symbols a lot because it, they're usually something that I don't that I don't get the first time that I watch it until I, I either rewatch it or rethink or watch something about it. So I'm a big symbol fan. So I gave it a six out of ten because I feel like it had a little bit of a lack of symbols.
0: Yeah. So we were just talking about. Power and wealth versus actual authentic relationships, and that's one of the biggest themes in this movie. They show the character of Mark. Ninety percent of the movie, his main priority is wealth and power. He chooses Sean over Eduardo, his true friend, and he just does everything he can to be wealthy and powerful. And he thinks that will result in relationships. He think that he thinks that he'll have true friends. And people will like him more because of the wealth and power he he has. But eventually, by the end of the movie, he realizes that that was his downfall. And that that mentality ruined all the relationships that he had that he should have been thankful for. And I think it's the message of this movie is a lot about being thankful and appreciating your relationships and giving back what you take. And I think it, it was just really interesting his development the beginning and the end and how it just shows that relationships and having people that care about you are worth more than any social status or any amount of money
1: and adding on to that though i feel like it also kind of shows the hospitality and sort of how harsh the business world can be being able being a ceo at such a young age creating such a big company Sometimes it's necessary to take the side of the devil in order to succeed and grow your business. Because while Parker may have been a bad guy in the end, he did help Zuckerberg grow Facebook into a billion-dollar company the way he said he would. And there's no guarantee that while Eduardo was a better friend, he would have done the same thing because he wanted to go a different route. So I think one of the, um, the uh, directors, what he's trying to show is that there, there is no perfect solution in that world. Because people are always trying to take power away from you. They're always trying to take um, like what, you, what, you, um, what you want away from you. And I think what Parker was trying to show uh, Zuckerberg was that he didn't need to let that happen. So I think one of, one of the things that, that showed that was those business cards that says, I'm CEO, and then um, female dog. And then it, it was like... A, we're not, was, we're not was,
0: on like, radio, so we could swear it's fine
1: we're we're um it's kind of a symbol of how like he doesn't want to let the let that he wants he's he's showing that he has the power and that he's not letting it taken away from him but he goes over he, he i think there's a balance to to being able to stay powerful and also keep in relationships and i think he realizes that parker took him over the line
0: yeah 100 percent. i think that the relationships are really the main part of the theme in this movie and i think they're cool but also kind of facebook i know this movie isn't really about facebook it's truly about relationships and wealth and power but if you think about facebook and just the meaning of facebook it this movie really shows like how facebook like vastly changed the way people live life you can really you can literally change your life your life could never be the same at, with the click of a button and that's that kind of relates to like instant gratification nowadays that people are just used to having what they want when they want it and it's really facebook and social networking companies really vastly changed the world and beforehand it, it was just so much different like nowadays we we worry about maybe sending someone like like a snapchat or like liking an old Instagram photo on like a girl's Instagram page and and like like 20 years ago that just wasn't a thought on people's minds
1: yeah I think another theme is uh, you were talking about wealth and power and I want to talk about like the friendship thing because it actually made me think so like we see in the, earlier in the movie how like there's it's it's a, such on a bigger level but like i i i compared eduardo and mark building the business of facebook to your and i's podcast for example like two friends that are just like enjoying making something that others can enjoy so they're making something where other people can connect we're making something so people can hear our opinions and have entertainment and what i feel like is we you always we always dream about like how if we if we could blow up and get more people to listen and how we could become more popular but it in this movie made me realize that obviously you do want to grow but you have to be important not to let the fame and the greed get to your head because that it could so easily ruin your relationship like we would never think of this but so easily we could we could get a bunch of followers and not become friends because we have disagreements over money things the same way i don't know if the listeners will understand, but the situation with two hype where childhood friends lost a friendship because one was so worried about money. And I feel like it made it made me appreciate the fact that even if we don't have a lot of, of clout yet, we, we have like a, a great dynamic, I think, and just being
0: able to like genuinely enjoy what we're doing. Yeah, so about a week ago I was in Mr. Hyder's radio class and we were talking about we were playing a game. We we're playing "Would You Rather," and one of the questions that came up was, "Would you rather have a hundred thousand friends or one really meaningful friend that cares about you and you care about them?" And most of the people answered like a hundred thousand friends. One friend isn't enough. But after watching this movie, I kind of I I kind of just thought, like one meaningful friend is is worth more than a billion meaningless friends because true like relationships are are the most valuable currency in my opinion yeah
1: so it's a difference in currency sort of like the difference between real money and relationship money and i feel like your happiness and mental health means more than being at the top and that should that's what this made this movie made me think and that's why i thought the theme was actually pretty good
0: yeah i thought i i I thought the theme was good. I I think that, for me, I gave it a 25 out of 30, and and that's really high for me. I feel like theme is the most important part of the movie, and it's hard to get even above a 20, just because theme, to me, is is really how this movie is going to change the way you live life. And I'd say this movie has taught me some things, and I'm going to live a little bit differently. I think it teaches you to really cherish your relationships, and that... It's, it, 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 might, it might seem cool to to make a decision to, to better yourself, but leaving others behind in the long run will really only just hurt yourself.
1: Yeah, so one final message that I thought the author made was the the motive to differ yourself from everyone else. So we're talking about Mark's character and his whole goal is to distinguish himself. And you look back at the first scene and I actually texted Ty when I started watching and I was like, I'm, I'm starting the movie. He was like, hey, the first scene is so good. I watched the first scene. I was like, it's not anything particular. And then I see the end of the movie and I realized that it all brings back full circle. So Mark is in the bar with his girlfriend. And the, I believe the first line of the movie is he says, how do you distinguish yourself in a room full of people who all got 1600s on their SATs? And he goes, I'm the one that has the 1600. So immediately, the first thing that he does in the movie is try to prove to his girlfriend that he's that he is a genius and that he distinguished himself because he got the 1600. But the whole movie, he's just trying to prove that
0: to himself. So, well, it, he's kind of the whole movie's about the, him. Whole, yeah, it, it's about him proving to. It, it's not about him proving to others. It's, it's about him proving to himself. Overcoming his fears and insecurities, proving to himself that he is more value, more valuable than 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 everyone else who got the sixteen hundred on the SAT. And we forgot to mention this with symbolism. But I think the 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 finals club that he wanted to get into so badly was called King's Club or something. And that 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 messed him the, up. It was really. the Phoenix. It was the Phoenix. The Phoenix. Okay, it was called the Phoenix. And that kind of that that stuck with him throughout the movie. It kind of motivated him. Because he he wanted to be like them, and he thought that that was the way to to distinguish himself, become a member of the Phoenix Club, and that didn't happen. So Facebook became his way to distinguish himself, and money and power became his way to 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 say f you to all those people in the Phoenix Club. Like I'm better than you. You all got sixteen hundreds on your SATs. You're all you're you're all super smart, but I'm a millionaire and I have tons of friend. Well. You can't see me do, like, the parentheses or the the whatever, but friends, which weren't actually friends, but I have all, all this power, all, all these friends, all these girls, and that, to him, was the way to distinguish himself.
1: Yeah, so altogether, I thought the theme was really good. Like, I I thought the theme was so good because it connected to me a lot and what we were doing, and I thought it drew a very good comparison to, to what we do on the podcast so I gave the theme a 28
0: out of 30. Yeah, just to, to reiterate, I said earlier that I gave it a 25 out of 30, but I'll just remind the listeners because I said it a little while ago. So before we end off the show, I want to talk about this versus the movie we reviewed last week, Fight Club. It's the same director, and a lot of people like to talk about which movie is better, Social Network or Fight Club. And I think it's really down to preference. Because Fight Club is real. Fight Club will live forever. But I'd say that The Social Network is a perfectly crafted movie. Like, if, if you have a, a movie, a, a, like, like movie making producing criteria, it checks all the boxes where Fight Club might not do that. But I think for me, what I look for in a movie is a movie that never dies. And I think Fight Club's a movie that never dies. And I think Social Network is a movie that may not die for a couple weeks or months, but I think it will die eventually. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Fight Club. It's
1: so tough for me to
0: say because both are so good at picturing society. And that's
1: what I love movies like that. Like, I think those are so sick. The ones that, that somehow like predict what society is going to be like and actually like show it within a movie plot. That's what's super interesting to me. And the thing is, both movies do that. So Social Network talks about social media which is so huge today and i think that social network social network is going to live for so long because i believe that in the future social media and exclusivity is going to get even bigger so i think social network is definitely going to be huge but i i'm going to go with fight club as well just because i feel like it was like a, a bigger boom of a movie if that makes sense like it just left me speechless that the same way that no other movie has ever done just like the the extremities that it went to, I don't feel like Social Network did that as much. So, I'm just because of like how just insane of a movie Fight Club was, I have it over Social Network. But both were unbelievable, and David Fincher is a very good director.
0: Yeah, facts 100%. So, for our ratings for Shawshank Redemption, the first movie we reviewed, I think combined we gave it a 94. I think we're yep. rounding up, right, with our averages. Yeah, four. So I think we gave Shawshank a 94 I think we gave Fight Club a 92 And my total score For every category That we went over today for Social Network I'm giving it an 87 Yeah I
1: gave it right above you Cause I think I I said that I did like it a little more than you Because I enjoyed the theme a lot But I gave it an 88 out of 100 So keep in mind that that's like a very good score Like it's one of the best movies I've seen but I, we're At, at LM, we're, we're trying to be harsh with uh, with our ratings because if we rate everything so high and I see a movie that's better, then the ratings are all screwed up. So I have to act like I've seen other good movies, if that makes sense, and compare it to this yeah, one. Yeah, well, I'd say so that right now, Shawshank,
0: I don't know about, I, Social Network, I wouldn't consider it like a top five movie I've ever seen. I loved it. I thought it was really good but well, i think fight club and Shawshank, we gave 92s for fight club 94 for Shawshank. i think those are two of the best movies i've ever seen so there's still a lot of room to 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 take that number 1 spot and i think we're we're really trying to to make it so so our rank, we, we don't give everyone perfect rankings so we could we could kind of compare them at some point
1: Yep, that's about gonna wrap it up for the show. Uh, to bring it all together, Social Network was definitely a great movie. Our average score was an 87.5, so we're gonna round up to an 88. That's the final score. Currently, it's at third out of three movies. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at OutOnALim. Um, also, comment
0: spaces. comment on this YouTube video and on Apple Podcasts if you're taking Fight Club or the social network. We want to hear what you have to say.
1: Also, um, drop in the comments of our Instagram or any of those categories your favorite movie or a movie you want us to review because we're going to take your guys' suggestions and let you know what we think of those movies. That's going to do it here on Out on a Limb, and we'll see you guys next week.